Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of the Spillet journey with me and tuning in to the Spillet podcast. Spillet is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spillet is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spillet, to find the links for the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spillet Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spillet website at www.spillit.uk. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is me, it's Marcus, and this is season two. We're at season two, ladies and gentlemen. It's so nice to see you again. This is my little show called Spill It. Welcome. This is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, to inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. I like to think that I know absolutely everything. I definitely don't know everything, but here we go. It's a new season of Spill It, and I'm ready to learn some more. This is episode 44, Got a Secret, Can You Keep It? And I am joined by the fabulously, amazingly talented Brianne Davis, who is going to be joining us at 7.10pm. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Don't forget, guys, to like, share and comment. If you are watching this via Facebook or YouTube, make sure that you have liked it. Make sure you make sure you have shared it and make sure that you drop a comment. Because when you drop a comment, it means I can get to do things like this. Hi, Samantha. Samantha's joined us in the comments. Hello, lovely. How hope you are? Well, I, I am very, very well, Samantha. Thank you so much. It feels brilliant to be back. Gemma has joined us as well, saying hello. And Lisa's said hello as well. And Christina has joined us. Hello, Christina. Christina was on the takeover with Lauren. And Christina is here and says congrats on season two. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really excited. to. Uh, do you know what, guys? Season two has got some brilliant people, not not even just with like this month in general, but just I'm fully booked up until September, which is amazing. And the guests that I've got are phenomenal. I'm, I know that I'm not going to disappoint you on season two. <sighs> but talking about season one, have you checked out the other episodes yet? If you haven't checked out the other episodes yet, where have you been half your life? But, ne- uh, but also go over to the website at www.spillit.uk to catch up and watch the episodes or listen to them via the podcast services like Apple and Google and Spotify. They're all on the major ones. Make sure you go over and make sure you check them out. And obviously, share the button. Hit the share button. Hit it now. Do it. Do it now. Thank you so much. Right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it announcements i mean the the main announcement that i've got for you all is season two is here (laughs) season two i can't believe it um yeah what a wild ride season one was and full of shenanigans and everything and season two i promise you guys I'm, i'm going to do the exact same as well there's gonna be plenty of games plenty of shenanigans plenty of motivational messages as well for all of you lovely people out there Now, there is another announcement. Now, prior to season two, I started launching some merch, which you'll be able to find over on the Spillet website. Now, the merch comes in the form of these lovely, lovely beanie hats from Spillet. So it has like the little leather label. It's a Spillet there with a little teacup on the end. Speaking of teacups, look at my brand new teacup here. This came today. This is a Japanese teacup, and I absolutely love it. But yeah, so the Spillet merch is now available. If you're wanting some Spillet merch, all you have to do is head over to the Spillet website, www.spillet.uk, and you'll be able to buy some merchandise from there. Yeah, do that. Now, 
Speaking of merch, and speaking of normally what we do on season one, now normally on season one what I do is that we would do a competition now and the competition music would play and we'd talk about the month one competition. Well, I'm going to do a competition for you on this show. It's season two. It's episode one of season two and I'm really looking forward to getting into it and I want to give out some merch now. So if you if you fancy yourself having a spillet beanie hat, all you need to do is comment with hashtag spillet. It is simple as that. If you comment with hashtag spillet, I will put you into a draw and we will make sure that you uh, are in for a chance of winning some merch. How's that? Okay. You get a spillet beanie hat. And all you have to do is to be in for a chance of winning it, just drop a comment saying hashtag spill it and you'll be put into that draw and I will draw the winner out live on air at the end of today's show. There we go. Christina is straight in the comments straight away with hashtag spill it and I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, keep those comments in guys. If you have got, if you want to do your, uh, if you want to be in for a chance of winning some spill it merch, then make sure that you drop a comment saying hashtag spill it. Simple. <sighs> cool. Well, <laughs> there we go. Another one. Gemma is in with Spill It as well. I absolutely love it, guys. Thank you so much. Guys, have you got some questions for me, by the way? Like, this is season two now. I'm, not, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to it. And Brianne is waiting patiently in the, uh, in the green room. I can see her now. She's waiting. Uh, I'm pouring myself just another a little cup of tea ready. Uh, we have now got three. I can see them, guys. I can see them. This is a well cool tool, by the way. So I can now do a composition live on air. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so there's three entries so far. Keep them comments rolling through. And get those questions in as well. If you've got a question for Brianne, pop it in the comments now, and we will go through them. Brianne will be with us in three minutes, three little minutes. How have you found any difference in the format of the show in the new season? Um, so my new format, I wanted to keep kind of keep things very, very similar because what, you know, don't change what doesn't, you know, what's not broken. Um, but one of the things that I have gotten rid of is the competitions because I want to do live competitions, live draws on air. So you can win some spillet merchandise there and then. The next change really is the fact that, well, it's the guests that I've got. The guests that I've got are just phenomenal. And, you know, the, in season one, it was all brilliant guests, uh, brilliant lineups and everything. I think with season two, the guests are honestly mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. And it's going to be such a good ride. There are going to be, obviously, a lot of similarities between season one and season two with regards to the format, but... I'm really looking forward to getting getting to know my guests for season two. It's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait. I can't wait. Linda has joined. Morning, Linda. I hope you're okay, Linda. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for joining. Right. I'm going to uh, I'm going to bring out our special guest. I think. How's how's Mister How's my Mister Magoo tonight? Says Linda. <laughs> Okay, so for those who don't know, um, I run a dance exercise class, which I'll go through at the end. Um, but I couldn't see last night doing it. And so I was like this. Because I couldn't, I had to take my glasses off because I couldn't see. <laughs> and Linda could not stop laughing. But yes, anyway, I digress. Brianne is waiting patiently and I'm going to bring her out. Can we please have plenty of emojis plenty of woohoos in the comments please can we have your favorite emoji in fact my favorite emoji is a unicorn please comment with a unicorn in the uh, in the comments right now we'll uh, we'll bring out our guests for the evening here we go the comments are rolling through i absolutely love it please can we give a massive round of applause a massive warm spill it welcome because you're all beautiful teacups out there please can we give a massive warm welcome to our special guest for the evening Brianne Davis. Hi. Hello, hello. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you so much. Gemma has just posted loads of unicorn emojis for me. So it's made my day. My glasses are fogging up, so I'm going to take them off. But yes, ah, amazing. It's so good to see you. Thank you, you so too. much for coming on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having. Uh, it's going to be brilliant. And I can't wait to get into it all with you. However, however, before we start, we're going to play a little game. Are you are you are you are you for a bit of a game? Sure, let's do it. I love let's a game. do it. Cool. Okay, guys, this is the five second rule. Okay, so the five second rule is a game that I play with all of my guests, where they have to name three things, and they've got five seconds to do it. So I will say. Name three somethings, and you've got five seconds to name those three somethings. It's a quick on-your-feet thing. Oh, uh, this is Linda's favourite game because we've had some brilliant answers, and I'm really oh, hoping no. that season two has some brilliant answers. As well. That's a lot of pressure right now. I'm feeling <laughs> the pressure. Uh, don't worry. It's just, just a little fun. Now, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, go. Okay, cool. Name three smells that make you gag? Um, someone stinky, stinky, other than my son. I think also bad teeth when people have bad breath. There I sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, okay. Name three things you do when no one is watching. I watch bad rom uh, romance movies. I read bad romance books, and I like to clip my toenails. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our last question is, okay. name three things you'll find in your bedside table. Oh, I don't, I just have a book. I have a journal, my gratitude journal and spray, like nighttime spray, eucalyptus. Nice. Well done. Right, there you go. And that's the five second rule. <laughs> oh my God. My heart's pounding like I was like on Jeopardy or something. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody's a winner on this game. <laughs> but I win nothing. Just embarrassment. Pure just embarrassment. Uh, I mean, to be fair, those those answers were very, very tame. And we've had some very <laughs> non-tame, non-family-friendly -family answers on this show when it comes to that. Okay, good. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you played it very, very well. So, congratulations. You completed Thank the game. You. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm going to kick things off. Let's start with... Um, my favorite question I ask absolutely everybody. So here you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not the correct question. Here we go. It is, who is Brianne Davis? Oh, geez. That's like a million dollar question for myself. That took me a very, very, very long time to figure out on this planet who I was. Um, you know, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I grew up in the South and the U.S. of A. And I, you know, never wanted to get married. I never wanted kids. I just didn't want that commitment because I came from a household that was very tumultuous. There was a lot of fighting. I didn't see my parents weren't loving to each other. I don't, I'm sure other people have experienced this, but I never saw my parents hold hands, you know, be together, sleep in the same bed, say, I love you. So when I was young, I always felt, especially my community where in the South, you want to get married and have kids and do those typical female things that society tells the us. The white picket fence. Yeah, right. I just didn't want it. I just saw it as a trap. Like, I'm going to get trapped. But then at the same time, I was very shy and dyslexic and had ADHD. So I just was very, you know, in myself. Like, it had an internal life, fantasized a lot, you know, was a latchkey kid and grew up with film and television. And I think though all those things really made the way for becoming an actor. You know, I've been an actor in Hollywood for 20 years. I've been on film and television. People can see me in Jarhead was my first big television role. Well, my first one actually was Remember the Titans, 
which okay. I got when I was younger. Yeah. In Atlanta, when they came to town before Atlanta became like a hub for film and television, I auditioned to play one of the cheerleaders opposite of the Titans. And I got the part and it had like two lines and I worked on it for a month. I worked night shoots from like 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I loved it. It was like the best gig in the world. It was like this commute, this family that came together and everybody's playing make-believe and to build this beautiful product and make a movie. And I love becoming other characters. So that's when I figure out I, I you know, wanted to be an actor at 18 years old, I think that was, wow. 17 years old. Yeah. So I was never one of those people that knew what they wanted to be when they grew up. And yeah, I got that part. But then here's the the horrible thing. My lines got cut. So like we went and saw the movie and then my lines got told. <laughs> so I got like the rejection Hollywood right at the beginning. Like, oh no. Yeah, but it was a good, it was a good preparing me for you know like even if you do it you might get rejected so I still wanted to do it I got my next role on Dawson's Creek playing you know assistant hot girl Ashley was like the title of my character <laughs> with James Vanderbeek it was like such a cheesy name and I hated it but yeah and so I just you know as soon as I graduated at high school, I came to LA and I've been here ever since. And I've, you know, been on movies called Jarhead, Prom Night, Synchronicity. I just had a movie come out on Lifetime called The Secret Life of a Celebrity Surrogate. And then I've been on shows, TV shows like Six for two years on the History Channel playing Lena Graves. Um, I was on Lucifer recently, Casual True Blood. Blah, blah, blah. Tons and tons of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so That's I... phenomenal. Like, I, yeah, that is absolutely phenomenal. A lot of people obviously commented uh, when we were talking about the show and obviously said yeah. that you were in Lucifer uh, more recently as well. Like, a lot of people were, like, talking about the Lucifer thing. I love that part. A friend of mine commented about Dawson's Creek as well. Mm. Um, I wanted to just rewind just slightly as well because... Yeah. Um, so, you, so your first experience, obviously, the 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 Hollywood used to cut without your lines. Yes, I got completely how, cut out. How did how did that feel? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, my family <laughs> and friends, we got like tickets to the movies and went and got popcorn and was like ready to watch. And then it the scene like went came and passed, and I was like. And I called my agent, who then called the casting, who then the casting called their connection for the producer. And they're like, oh, yeah, she got cut. Because they don't tell you. They don't tell right. you what makes it in. They Unless you're like a main character, you know, they'll call and say, hey, we had to cut that scene. It didn't work out. But, yeah. I, burr, assume, burr. <laughs> I assume something like that, though. Like, you're, you're, they will tell your agent. Because, obviously, that's, that's a huge – that'd be a huge shock to your system, essentially. Like – yeah, yeah, I think because I was a local hire and just a couple lines, I'm sure if you have a bigger part, they would tell you ahead of time right. just for respect. But, you know, it was such a big production. There were so many characters in the movie. So I understand now because I produced movies and I understand as a producer the pressure. So the last thing you're thinking about is the person that had like a line or two in the movie. <laughs> Some like rando girl in the south, you know. Oh bless! Oh. But I was heartbroken. I was like so excited, but it, well, it got me ready for rejection. It actually worked out beautifully. Well, that's good. I mean, the, the this comment that came through as well, and um, this was in relation to your five second rule, but because obviously you didn't win a prize. But this this uh, definitely is a good response to the cutting of your lines in Hollywood. Christina put a comment earlier saying you in our hearts even more. And Aww. yes, you and that and that is definitely true. You you've won our hearts even with even though Hollywood way back rejected. when <laughs> rejected yeah you won our hearts over anyway. Um Linda's <laughs> also dropped a comment as well saying I tried watching Lucifer the other night. I didn't get past the first one. Please tell me if it's worth sticking with. It is. I mean, it's a great show. It's campy. It's definitely camping. It's not the type of show I really watch. I don't have time right now to watch television, but 
it's fun. I mean, the fans love that show and they love, you know, I was on season five playing detective dancer and she is such a great character. Honestly, she's one of the best characters I played because she's five people in one character. So it was really oh, really fun as an actor. Yeah. She was like so many different facets of this female. It was amazing. So give it a go, like stick with it. It's, it's campy, but just, you got to get past that if that's not your thing. Cool. And uh, so continue your story. So obviously you did all of these different parts yeah. uh, in Hollywood. And what, where does the story go next? Well, yeah. So I've been just a working actor, you know, pounding the pavement, going from audition. And, and I then started directing my, I've directed two movies. I produced three movies with my husband. We have a production team and I just was getting behind the camera more and more and telling more stories um, that I wanted to tell. And what happened with that is my, you know, my truth started coming out. I started, you know, looking into myself in recovery. I am a recovered sex and love addict for the last 11 years. I have 11 years of sobriety. And while I was working on myself, I was willing to give up my career in Hollywood to get better because being an actress, we're, you know, becoming characters. And if you're not, you know, self-assured in yourself, I just couldn't walk into the rooms and become someone else when I didn't even know who I was. Like, I felt like I was living a, a role in my life and putting on different masks. So mm -hmm. that came up to a head like 11 years ago, like the bottom, like at the pinnacle when I was on the red carpet and I put up a picture of me on the red carpet for prom night for Sony Screen Gems, which was a pretty big movie with Britney Snow and Jonathan Sheck and Idra, Isra Elba, who I'm madly in love with. Um, <laughs> he's just so the nicest human being known to man, but we, you know, that was a big movie. And that was like one of the lowest points of my life. And I kept thinking, if I get this part, if I get the money, if I get the fame, if I get the pictures in the magazines, I will feel better about myself, I will feel whole. And it just kept getting worse. It was like the more work and, and accomplishment I got didn't fulfill me. And I just came to a head where I was like, something is not is not right. And what I was doing is I found out that I was, you know, trying to find the soulmate, the perfect partner to fix me. And as soon as I was with someone and I had them, I would find myself intriguing and flirting and then overlapping relationships and, and just always looking outside of myself for people to fix me constantly, like friends, even and family members. So I hit a bottom, you know, I was about to blow up my life. I was on location, a, a mentor of mine in the acting community just died. And I was finding myself on location, shooting this movie, flirting and intriguing with everybody. It was insane. Like I was like this needy person going around, like, give me attention, film me, make me feel special. And I just remember I was looking at you know, I was in the middle of nowhere in a holiday inn, you know, <laughs> looking at the mirror in a dark room and being like, oh, my God, am I going to be doing this the rest of my life? Am I going to be looking outside of myself to complete me? And I had a boyfriend I lived with who I really loved as much as I could love anybody. Let's put it like that, like who I cared about, who if we weren't together, I'd want to be his friend. Like someone, cause I found myself in the past dating people. I didn't even actually like as people, like they were mean to waiters. They weren't really nice. And I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Something is going on with me. It can't be everybody else. Isn't the right partner for me. Like what is going on with me? So I called a friend that hooked me up with her therapist and I went and saw her and she told me two things. She told me two horrible things. At our sessions, she said, the first thing she said is you wear the mask of one of my other clients that's a high class prostitute. And I was like, uh, what? I was what? like, I've yeah, I was like, I've never had a one night stand. I haven't had many sexual partners. What are you talking about? Not that there's anything wrong with being a pro like a high class prostitute. And I don't have any judgment at all. But it was just so taken aback. And then the second thing she said is, you're a sex and love addict. And I was like, what? No, that's like a guy that's married, that cheats. 
and gets caught and then says he's going to sex and sex addiction, right? Yeah. That's all we hear about. So I took, there's this 40 uh, self-diagnosed questionnaire on sex and love addicts anonymous It's a 12 step program like AA. And I took it and I write about it in my book a lot. And I got 38 out of 40. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it was like blatantly obvious. I had this problem that I was addicted to people. Like we use People like alcoholics use a bottle or a heroin addict uses heroin or a gambler uses money and gambling. We use people to get us high. So I, you know, went to my, I, it was, what, what did you say? I was going to say like, so, cause obviously a lot of people won't know about the addiction of sex and love. And yes. the, cause the, the only addictions that you hear are obviously drug abuse and uh, and alcohol abuse. You don't really hear of any other addictions, if you will. And I was just wondering, like in in like layman's terms, what would you, how would you describe what a sex and love addict is? Okay, yeah, I love this question. So I am going to make it as simple as possible. Like I said, sex and love addicts are addicted to people. So let's look at the sex addiction side of, uh, of it. So these are like sex, sex addiction is where you're addicted to the sexual act with a person. So it could be one night stands, you know, constantly being on dating apps, swiping left and right, looking for that next hit. Masturbation is a huge one. Porn addiction the porn, being addicted to looking at porn, um, going from relationship to relationship and crossing over, cheating. It's all based in like secrets and lies and the sexual act. Then we go to the love addiction side. It's where you're addicted to a person. We call them qualifiers is the person that qualifies you. So this is like going back to bad relationships, going back to unavailable people, that boyfriend over and over again, you know, constantly also on dating apps, looking for that perfect partner, being in fantasy, being flirting a lot, intriguing a lot. A lot of people I know go on DM strangers like to get them to flirt. And it's always constantly looking for that person to complete you. And normally there's a combination of both that you sexually act out with someone, even if you don't want to, because you want to keep them and you want to make them available. So it's like very gray. And then on the other side of it, is when we get hurt or where it's too intimate, we swing to the other side and go to sexual anorexia where you can't have sex at all. You like shut down that part of you because you're like, it's too much. You've been acting out. So it's like a pendulum swing. So it's really the base of it is where we can't connect sex and intimacy. Like those two things don't get connected. So a part of us can be sexual with someone we don't care about it's easier than being sexual with someone we love. It's too intimate. So at the core, at the core of both these addictions is low self-esteem, low self-worth, fear of abandonment, fear of not being enough, and fear of intimacy. Wow. Well, that, that definitely answered the question. And that's, yeah, wow. Um, okay. Um, so carry on. Okay, yeah. So I, you know drove on the 101 after my therapy session with this horrible news that I was a sex and love addict, called my live-in boyfriend, was like <laughs> hysterically crying on the highway like a crazy person, like a total nut job. And I called and was like, I'm a sex and love addict, she says, right? Like I'm like, <laughs> so I get home because we live together and he printed up all the meetings in Los Angeles and highlighted all the meetings I could go to. And it was such a lovely moment that, you know, my truth was coming out and the person didn't judge me. And here's the kicker. My, he, I'm married to this person still, you know, we've been together Aww. 16 years. I have a son now, like all the things I never thought I wanted. And it's because I did this work on myself. And I found myself after he highlighted those meetings at my first meeting deep in the valley in Los Angeles. So this is like, you know, where it's 100 degrees and you go into a church, which I wasn't a very religious, godly person. And 
you know, 30 people sitting around all walks of life. We're talking like an A-list celebrity to a social worker, to a CEO, to a school teacher, all sitting around. I was the youngest person at the time. And every single person there talked about something I thought I've done I've said before, and for the first time in my life, I started crying and I was like, oh my God, I'm not alone or broken. I just didn't get the tools, know how to have healthy relationships and boundaries and self-esteem and all that. So it's been a journey, like we're talking over a decade of, you know, just digging through the shit is what I call digging through the shit of your soul to get to your gold and to get to your self love. Cause that's what it's all about is finding self love. And I can say now today, if my husband left me, or if my son left me, or if my career went away, or if all my money went away, or whatever the car, the clothes, whatever, I will be okay. Like I couldn't say that 11 years ago. That's phenomenal. I absolutely <laughs> love that as well. Like, and and it is. It comes from knowing yourself and knowing yourself like so much, like right? the inside and out, and being happy who you are. Yeah. That then that feeling comes where if you you could take everything away from someone, you can strip it all down, but they will still be okay and they'll still be strong because they have themselves. What yeah. what are you left with? You're left with you. And as long as you know that you are a powerful person and you know who you are, then you can take on anything still and you can get back to it the way you were. Um, I mean, isn't phenomenal. that what it's all about? And that's why my whole thing is like, why I spoke out about it? Why I came out? Because I'm not someone that got caught cheating. I'm not in crisis, but I just found myself. And I have to say, you know, with social media, it's beautiful. Like you and I get to connect we get to have this conversation, but social media is really damaging our humanity. And what I found after being a decade in recovery is more and more pe younger people are coming in at 19, at 20 years old, unable to connect, unable to have intimacy. And they're so disconnected from their sexuality and so much porn and all that, that I just found myself like, okay, now I have to really be of service. Like I have to come out and say, let's just blow up in the doors. Here I am a woman that has success in this world. It didn't fix me. I have this problem. There is nothing wrong because I have to tell you people come in that have like 35 years in AA or been off heroin for 30 years and they do not want to walk into the room. Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous is they say AA is the last house on the block you want to go to. And Sex and Love Addict not, is like the shack in the back. Like no one wants to come to. <laughs> like it, nobody comes into our meeting unless you have a serious problem. You're at the lowest of the low. And I remember this moment when I got my six months chip. And I didn't work for a year in Hollywood. Like I couldn't work. I cried every day for nine months. It took me nine years to do my 12 steps. It was torture. My husband and I, who was my boyfriend, we didn't sleep together for the first year because I realized I couldn't sexually be with someone when I didn't have myself. So mm. it was a lot of digging, eight years of intense therapy, twice a week, going to meetings three times a week. It was intense. Like a part of me had to die. A part of the false self had to die. And it was yeah. the most painful. I mean, I cried every day for nine, nine months. I'm not joking. Every single day. And when that happened, I just realized like I've been holding all this in and I'm not being my true self. And I really need to survive this world. I really need to go through this pain and doing that. And now seeing all these young kids having nowhere to turn to and you know, the filters and the compare and despair and all those things that we do. I just found myself like God was like, you got to think bigger than your community. You know, even though there's they say it's six percent of the United States are sex and love addicts. Thirty percent of them are women. But I have to tell you, being in over a decade, there's more and more people. There's more women. Say it's 50 50. And London is the third biggest community. So it goes L.A., New York, London, oh, really? Sydney. Yeah, London has some amazing meetings. I've spoke at a couple, one couple in London. Yeah, 
That's crazy. Um, So so you talked about, um, you know, that you needed to start thinking uh, bigger than obviously your community. And one of the things that you also talked about was shining a light on secrets. And it's it's a nice segue into your podcast show, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I... I So when I finally came out with my secret that I'm a recovering sex and love addict, it was a year ago, and I did an article for HuffPost, and the morning it dropped, I'm not, I kid you not, I was like, what am I doing? Oh, my God, I'm going to ruin my career. No one's going to hire me again. Who wants to work with a recovering sex and love addict? Like, do they think I'm a sex-crazed woman? Like, <laughs> every thought came through my head, and then the the, the article dropped, and two hours went by and nothing happened. Like, it was like such a humbling experience. It was like, <laughs> okay, God, I get you. Like, get off your ego. It's not about you, Brienne. Like, chillax. You're like this small on the planet. You're a worker among workers. And then here's the beautiful thing that happened after that. I, it got 2 million hits the first couple of weeks. I got so many people reaching out to me saying, I've done that. My wife did that. My husband did that. My mom, they, I mean, every walk of life. And I was like, wow, I'm, look how many people I'm helping just from this article. And so I, then three days later, I kid you not, the pandemic, the world shut down, like the world shut down. And I, so many people in our Zoom meetings were coming depressed, lonely, you know, heartbroken, confused, anxious. And I woke up one morning at 3 a.m., a couple months in the pandemic, and I said, oh, my God, Secret Life podcast. I'll let other people tell their secrets and have the relief like I did when I finally put out that Huff Post article. Because the last bit of shame or stigma or any just evaporated. And it was such a beautiful experience for myself. I wanted to give it to other people. And I, you know, got a mic, interviewed a couple friends, and then put out the word. And we've had 140 interviews are in the can. It's every walk of life. It's, you know, eating disorders by men, suicide attempts. A woman shot herself in the shock with a shotgun in her chest and she survived and she walks me through it using abortions as birth control. You know, being in an asylum, asylum, um, every mental disorder, every kind of secret you can imagine, really dark and really light, like funny ones, like wanting to be the funny stories about lying, about being an actor, you know, like not um, loving reality TV, being obsessed with it, stealing food from Whole Foods from Jeff Bezos, like it's the silliest things. You know, like gamblers, everything you can imagine. And it's just been, I mean, I just had one where a woman got sexually assaulted by her OBGYN right after giving birth to her son. And that one was really hard. And it's just been like the most, I'm going to cry, but it's like just been the most beautiful experience to sit with someone else and allow them to tell their truth. And then when it gets it airs. I have so many people reaching out to me saying, Oh my God, that helped me. Oh my God, I'm not alone. And that's what I want to help people with is you alone in your struggles. We are all the same. We go through, you know, you look at someone like JLo or someone on TV, we have problems. Like I am as human and have just as many problems and low self-esteem and low self-worth. And I just, I just want to help other people. That's all I'm to be of service. That's what I want. That's what gives me joy. I could talk forever. I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. Hey, uh, yeah, you're more, more welcome to keep on talking. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, I would literally talk forever. <laughs> no, honestly, no, you are. And you are you are helping people. I mean, I've, I've listened to a lot of the episodes already on the podcast. I came across it randomly and I was like, oh, like, let's have a listen to this. In fact, um, what it was is that you started following me on Instagram and I was like, yeah. oh, let's have a quick look. And so I had a look and I was like, oh my God, I really like it. And that's when I connected with you. I was like, hey, thank you for the follow. Uh, and I've just come across your podcast. Let me have a quick, uh, I've just had a quick look and uh, listen. And I've sat there on for hours on end listening to the episodes because there are some phenomenal stories out there. And it is all about 
sh uh, shining a light on those secrets because those secrets do eat us up. And we talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we talk about it like quite a lot on, on Spill It uh, during season one about how secrets do eat you up and how they can make you into a toxic person because you're withholding something. And as you quite rightly said earlier on, you're wearing masks. You're putting these masks on for people. And one day they are going to crack. One day they are going to crumble. And it's better that you shine a light on them now and not hide yourself and be happy with who you are because that's when the positive things happen. That's when you start thinking about all the positive things and you start wanting to surround yourself with positive people because you no longer have these dark thoughts, these this toxic in your body that's coming out in different ways and pushing people away and all that lot. And I think what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. You are truly, you truly are an inspirational person. And yeah, <laughs> that's my, that's my two pence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the other day, I mean, yesterday I cried. I got a letter from a woman that came on a couple of months ago talking about, she was a stripper for a year and nobody in her life knows about it. You know, she lives in the suburbs in the middle of nowhere. And she shared this story with me and she, we changed most of our names, but most of them are 50% anonymous. I change everybody's name unless it's a well-known person or they want to like publicly speak about it. You know, we've had a Olivia Munn, Olivia Munn come on. She ha did another episode that I have coming out later. We have Jana Kramer. We've had Jonathan Sheck. We've had Robert Gant. We've had so many like well-known people come on, but I love the anonymous ones where people just spill all their shit, all the things they've been carrying around, even if they're on the other side of it. And this letter I got the other day, and it's making me want to cry, but she was like, I came on and I had such a huge transformation. Just letting go of that one thing for months sober uh, from alcohol because she realized that, you know, even though she wasn't like drinking and falling on the ground, that she used alcohol when she was using anxiety and she's been doing it her whole life. And it just opened the doors to allow her to go, oh my God, I use this. Because I believe. And you, everybody has their opinion. Everybody has an ism, right? Everybody goes to something not to feel. We turn on Netflix. We pick up our phone and go to Instagram because we are bored or whatever. Like we all do something. We gamble. We overeat when we do, we're sad. I mean, I've done that a million times. So <laughs> we all do something. So what are we trying to hide? Why are we trying to hide those feelings? Feelings are meant to be felt, Yes. And humans, especially an addict like me, I just want to feel euphoria 24-7. I don't want to feel sad or depressed or lonely or all those things. And it's like, no, feelings are meant to be felt. And when you feel them, they get released from your body. And when you don't feel them and you keep suppressing them, they come out in other forms as addiction, depression, sickness, all that. And it's just like, let's just stop. Like, let's stop putting the ism. Let's stop covering it up, saying, I'm, I feel this way and I feel so alone. And let's connect as a community because when you do that, healing happens. But the first thing you have to do is open your mouth and say, Me too, or I feel this way, or I have this thing I've done. I'm not proud of it, blah, blah, whatever it is. And because it, it brings us so much serenity and peace but you have to go through the pain you have to walk through the fire and let it all fucking burn is what i like to say <laughs> like and I, think, I think you're right though because i think a lot of us don't want don't want to have that pain they don't no. we, we don't want to experience that or have to go through it like we, we just want the easy route if you will yeah, and it's not an like easy route it's just building it it's just putting no, it under the carpet. The thing. I think people lean into toxic positivity. I love that you talk about positivity because, yes, even when something bad happens to you, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel why that happened. You learn something. But right now we have this movement where it's like, be happy, be positive, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, sometimes you need to be sad. Like I needed to cry every day for nine months because I've been stuffing all the trauma, all the loss, all the abandonment from my parents, the emotional incest, all the things that I encountered that I did not feel my whole life. I had to go through that grieving process to yeah. get on the other side. Definitely. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I even make myself tired. 
you are letting us have it and i'm for it i'm living right now it's brilliant um it it's not just stopped there though has it so obviously you've done your you've done your podcast and now you are a published author oh my god it's crazy yes and i yeah i have the book here secret life of a hollywood sex and love addict love it absolutely love it tell us Um, tell us a bit about the book Okay, so like I said, you guys, I was dis- I'm was i dyslexic. I have ADHD. I never wanted. I'm an actor. Give me the dialogue. I don't want to write it. Like, not interested. But my husband, when I was going through this journey, he was like, hey, there's this writing course. And I'm like looking at him like, what are you talking about, you odd person? Like, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to take a writing course. And he just kept bothering me. Like, he was like, hey, so there's this writing course that's happening. It's not that much money. It's only 90 days. And I was like, what are you talking about? And finally, by the sixth time, he was like, just take it. It's not that much money. You could take No one will know. Just take one or two of the classes you can quit no one will ever know and i was like fine leave me alone (laughs) and i started taking this writing course and i wrote the first draft in 45 days uh 90,000 words it just came out of me and it's a memoir and it's about my life and it's about my journey in hollywood as a working actress not an a-list celebrity where everybody hears about a working actress and what happens and the stories behind the world and being a recovering sex and love addict, the first year of recovery. But I'll tell you what happened when I was doing rewrites with my editor and just rewriting and rewriting and rewriting, all these other stories came in other people's stories, um, like dreams. I woke up at 2 AM with dreams and would run in my office and start writing. And it just became this bigger story. And I was sitting there going, who is this woman I'm writing about? She's me, but she's other people too. And the, I was listening to Pandora and the song came on by the police, Roxanne. You don't have to put on the red yep. light. And I was like, that's her. It's Roxanne. That's her name. <laughs> and so I write about Roxanne. You know, she is going, She it starts out at the lowest of the low and it takes you through the first year of what it's really like in Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous and the slips and the letting goes and all the nitty gritty, dirty, nobody wants to talk about the worst of the worst. And it just takes you through her journey and it's my journey and it's other people's. And, you know, I have changed everybody's names. They're like tattoo girl, cool girl, superstar suits, a glam girl. It's all based on real people and you'll never know who it is, but you could try to figure out it's a fun game. Um, Yeah. And I just, you know, the good thing is no one can sue me. So I can't get sued by anybody. And, you know, I got to really put everything I've ever done in it. And no one will know who's my story and not my story. So Mm -hmm. I'm just really proud of it. I gave it to a bunch of old timers at Slaw. And I'm an old timer. It's really hard to get time in the program. And they said, this is the one of the best books ever because it's like a long share. And it really explains the disease. And I had this beautiful moment. I just want to tell you about it. My mom read the book. Right. <laughs> right. Right, people. I mean, we're talking about you writing down every single horrible thing you've done, sexual mm-hmm. act, details, like details of the past, like things, you you know, and she was like, I want to read it. And I was like, okay, I'll send it to you. Like, tight lip, like, okay. <laughs> but she read it and she called me a couple of days after it came out. And she said, she was crying and she said, oh my God, for the first time, I truly understand your addiction. Like I didn't Aww. understand it before. And then she said something else. And she said, I, I've done some of the things you've done. And it was like, for your mom. And and there's a lot of stuff in there about her that's not pretty and that I talk about in our relationship. And it was such a beautiful healing moment. And then I had to do the audio book right after and act out all this stuff. But it's like, it's been one of the best things I've ever done. It hit bestseller three times. The audio book just hit bestseller. So I'm just really proud. <laughs> 
but it feels like I didn't write it. Like I, I picked it up the other day to read an excerpt for something. And I was like, Ooh, this is pretty good. This is good. <laughs> and my husband's like, yeah, you wrote it. I was like, I don't remember writing this. Like it wasn't me. It's not about me. It's about me sharing my experience, strength and hope. And that there's a way out of bad relationships. It goes through relationships with friends, my relationship with my family, all of that. So I'm just really proud of it. And and I'm proud that the community is proud of it because it's such a tight community, Sex and Love at Addicts Anonymous. And like I said, no one talks about it. So yeah. I'm really proud that the old timers that I'm close to um, are proud of me because I was a little worried about that, to be honest. Emmy's <laughs> just dropped a comment there saying that's oh, yeah. incredible that your mom had that revelation as well. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, it's it's brilliant. One of the things actually, like that I thought of before we start, like going through like the the, the wrap up. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the things that popped into my head when you was talking about writing the book, and then you had dreams, and you had to write them down, or you'd be writing from different people's perspectives, and all that. And the one thing that you said, which really got my brain working, was the fact that you uh, heard you were listening to Pandora, mm-hmm. and then the yeah. Now, obviously, the I don't. I'm a firm, I, I, I like things, everything happens for a reason, okay? I'm, I'm a firm totally. believer of that. Now, Pandora, Pandora's box, what was left in that was after all the darkness got out, it was the light there and all that. Light. And you just mixing all of that together, that's, for me, visually is beautiful. The fact that Pandora was <laughs> what you were listening to and all of these writing about other people's stories and writing about this and all of the darkness and all of that. Light. And then the one thing that, that, that came from it was the character was Roxanne. And that was the light. And that was like just everything. I just, that visually in my head is beautiful. And I think Aww. that's phenomenal. Um, right. Well, <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, the, one of the questions I do want to ask you uh, before, we, before we do uh, start doing the wrap up is, what advice would you give to somebody who may be struggling with addiction or... Okay don't know that they're struggling with addiction uh, and they want to kind of better themselves? Okay, this is a great question. And this is the most important question for me. I always say, if you have drama in your life, especially in relationships, in your love relationship, friends, people don't show up for you, family members that cross boundaries, you usually have a problem. They say if you get five or more yeses on that 40 self-diagnosed questionnaire online, that you might need to look at it. So that would be the first thing. Like if you have something where things aren't just working out, you just find yourself always going through the same pattern over and over again with people, or you're addicted to one specific person and you can't get out of it, please go online. Please do the 40 questions. Type it in. It's really easy. 40 SLAA self-diagnosed questionnaire and fill that out. And the second thing, if you are struggling out there and you feel alone, please just talk to one person. Sometimes just saying your secret or I don't know what's wrong with me, the thing that happens when we just voice it to one person. And the best thing I've ever done for myself was get help. Go talk to somebody, meditate. But you have to do all that stuff. You have to like meditate, journal, sometimes just writing it down like I'm mad at God. I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep doing this this person, blah, blah, blah. It just really helps me. And the last thing that really, really sets me in my serenity and peace is every night I write three things I'm grateful for. Could be the smallest things like the nice sheets sleeping in my bed and these nice sheets. And I try to make it something different every day. So it's three things every day different that I'm grateful for. And the last thing that has helped me tons, and I didn't believe in God or universe or higher power. But when I'm struggling and I don't know how to get rid of that worry and pain and all that, I look up and I just say, you take it, God, you take it, you take it, you take it. And there's something about doing that where it releases that worry and fear and anxiety. Your um, your second mantra where you go to bed and you you say like the the, the things that make you uh, are positive yeah. uh, is very reflective of my mantra, which I've talked about on this show before, which is every day when you wake up, stand in front of the mirror and you say, today is going to be a good day and here's why. And you finish that sentence and um... you tell yourself that today is going to be a good day. And that is something that I do on the daily basis. I do it all the time. Uh, it's why I'm so positive, guys. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a mantra. And, and the second one that you've said there basically resonates with with that. And I just want to 
give you props to that because that's a very mirror image of, of, of what Spill It's all about. Yay. Finally, <laughs> where can people find you? Oh, yes. So if you need any questions, I try to answer all my DMs at the Brianne Davis on Instagram or at the dot Brianne Davis on TikTok. I try to answer everything. So if you need information, if you need anything, please reach out to me. It's really important to me to be of service to other people. And then go to secretlifenovel.com. You can get all the links. The book is worldwide right now. The Audible is worldwide. Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. It's a memoir, self-help, and like chick lit. Like it's a fun summer book. So, and then Secret Life Podcast. It's everywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's the pink picture with the finger and you can find it everywhere. <laughs> it's brilliant. And we'll, I'll definitely be putting some links out for everybody to, to have a listen. Because honestly, guys, if you do, if you want to listen to a podcast, Firstly, listen to Spill It because, you know. Of course, <laughs> yes. always. <laughs> uh, but secondly, please listen to Brianne's podcast. It is absolutely phenomenal. And you might not have gone through the same things as what these people have gone through, but you can relate to feelings and you can relate to those emotions. And it makes you question yourself at, like yeah. with certain aspects as well. Like I, I've like related so much. I'm like, oh my god, that yeah, that's the same yeah. with me. Even though it's not the same with me, and it's just like it's those relation of feelings, and that's what we're all we're all human at the end of the day. We may not, we may have all walked through different paths, but it, what it boils down to is the fact that we can all connect with each other with feelings and emotions. Yeah, and exactly. Th that's that's what it is. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, before you go, though. At the end of every episode, I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote, and it can be something that they stand by or live by, it could be something that they've made up that they just really like, um, or it could be something that they've heard and just think, you know what, that's the quote for me. And I'm just wondering if you've got a quote for the audience today. Yeah, so my quote links to the book. There's a chapter 10, there's a moment when Roxanne realizes she is her own soulmate, that there's no one out there that's going to fix her, that's going to complete her, that you're not cut in half, that we are our own soulmates. And I saw this quote when I was working on it. To love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance by Oscar Wilde. And it just, I taped it up on my computer. I taped it up on my mirror when I was going through, like, I complete myself. I live and die with myself. I better love myself first. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so Thank you. much for coming on the show. I will definitely be in touch because I, I think uh, there's a few secrets that I want to... <gasps> share as well so uh Yay! yeah guys um but yeah it's honestly it's been such a pleasure and to have you on season two uh episode one as well oh, of spill it has been honored. an absolute I'm pleasure honored. thank you so much <laughs> thank Bye, you, you so much and you can thank you yeah you can say your goodbyes goodbye have everybody nice to meet everybody <laughs> <laughs> thank you have a good day Wow, wow, wow. Yes, Caroline, you're correct. What a wonderful soul she is. She is such a wonderful soul. There's been many questions as well asking about what I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, so I have got my lovely teapot here, by the way. It's a lovely teapot with an infuser. And then this is a uh, Japanese teacup. There you go. Uh, Emmy, you hit the nail on the head. It's basically a shot of tea. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Before you all start darting off, make sure that you have dropped a comment with hashtag spill it because I am just about to draw the winner who will win a free beanie from myself. All you have to do is comment with hashtag spill it just like Christina did earlier before she dropped the hashtag spill it. Everybody who, is, who drops a comment with hashtag spill it is going to be in for a draw to win a beanie hat. I am just about to do that. But I'm sure that you will agree, Brianne was an amazing guest and I cannot wait to, to speak to the rest of the, the, the guys that I've got ready for season two of Spill It. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so cool. Next week we have got Hattie Rowe. Hattie Rowe uh, is massive on TikTok. She's huge on Instagram for shining a light on MLM businesses, MLM companies, and talking about actually how toxic they can be and how much money you actually have to put into to get nothing back. 
she has been uh, created like an army of MLM warriors, if you will, to shine a light on them and to educate people about MLM companies and actually how close they are to be pyramid schemes. And Hattie will be on the show next week to talk about all of that. My name is Marcus Wright. And when I don't do this, I have a dance exercise class called Dance X. And you can find that on Facebook. We've been going all the way through lockdown. And if you're wanting to participate in that, or you wanted to come along and have a look at the online sessions, all you have to do is jump onto the Facebook page. If you're wanting to know more about my future guests on this show, if you're wanting to connect with any of my guests, like Brianne, for example, if you wanted to go and check out Brianne's webpage or anything like that, you can go onto the brand new Spillit website at www.spillit.uk, where you'll be able to not only see the upcoming episodes for May, but you'll also be able to connect with all of the guests and including, you'll also be able to support me. Different ways that you can support me now are you can buy merch or like, for example, the beautiful beanie hats that I've got. You can now purchase those on the Spillit website. You can also sign up to the brand new Spillit Patreon where you will get discounted gifts. Yeah, discounted gifts, discounted merch. You'll get discounted merch. You'll also be able to get uh, special shout outs as well throughout the uh, throughout the credits. You'll see those very, very shortly, by the way, guys. <laughs> but yes, there's so much that you can do. Don't forget as well to support me further. You can invite people to the Spill It page up over on Facebook and include them onto the YouTube channel. And if you are listening to, to this via Apple Podcasts or you are watching this via Facebook, then please leave a review. That's all you have to do. You have to give a review. If you give a review, it means that more people will see it. <laughs> Ah, love it. Right. Until we spill it again, <laughs> it's bye for now. Mm-hmm.